superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. It's Rich Eisen. Oh, yeah. we got a guest list that's all over the map, but we've got three hours to map it all for you right here on The Rich Eisen Show in Los Angeles, California. Once again, we say hello to our live Roku channel audience, or hey, guess what? Three hours from now, you might be watching this game, uh, watching this game, watching this show on repeat on the Roku channel because we repeat every single day after our live show is over from 12 to 3 Eastern time. We say hello to those listening on our terrestrial radio network, Coast to Coast, Sirius XM Odyssey, and of course, our podcast. Give us a subscribe right to our RSS feed where all podcasts can be acquired thanks to the Cumulus Podcast Network. And we say hello to you over there, Christopher Brockman. How are you on this hey, big day? Rich, great. Still got my check mark as of right now. So oh, yeah, I'll, my check mark still good. holding strong, too. Yeah. I don't know. It might have been some 420 joke. I have no idea. Hey, we'll see hey. what happens. How are you? Uh, how are you, Mr. Feller? Good to hey, see you, Jason I'm Feller. I'm good. How are you? Good to see you wearing his Dodger hat, which means we might have to, you know, yeah, check you for hair. some sicky hey, substance. What's going on over there? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or you might be just, uh, you know, shutting us out like uh, Clayton Kershaw. How are you over there, T.J. Jefferson? What's going on, brother? Well, I know nothing about blue check marks because I'm still booted off of Twitter. <laughs> but I have <laughs> one thing to say, and that's free Max Scherzer. He ain't do nothing. There you go. Come on. He ain't, he ain't do nothing. <laughs> free Max Scherzer. Free Max Scherzer. <laughs> Wow. Let's go. Free Hashtag two jiggy it. and free Max Scherzer. Hashtag make, that make that trend on the tweet, wow. on the tweet machine. Hashtag it all. Uh, we've got some great guests. Joel Klatt's about to join us right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, we are one week away from the draft in Kansas City. One week away. One week from tonight, I will be looking to my left. There's Joel Klatt. Beyond him will be Charles Davis. Beyond him will be Daniel Jeremiah. And we'll be looking at a camera. That's uh, hopefully beaming us into your household for the NFL draft coverage in Kansas City, Missouri, 2023 style. Um, so much to talk about with Joel, and we will do that. And we've got not one but two prospects. Maybe the first defensive back taken in this draft, Brian Branch of Alabama Crimson Tide football. Jackson Smith and Jigba will be joining us on this program. He went to The Ohio State University. Will he be the first wide receiver taken? I, I believe that will happen. Um, a lot of mock drafts are pegging him to be a Tennessee Titan at 11. Ooh. If they don't take a quarterback. Um, Jackson Smith and Jigbo will be joining us in hour number three of this program. Hall of Famer Joe Carter. We'll talk to him about Max Scherzer getting the gate here in Los Angeles mm -hmm. for sticky substances. I don't even know what that is. Joe will be joining us on this program. Uh, I wonder where the baseball is that he hit out of the park to wrap up the World Series. Does he have it? What do you think? Great question. 
Thank I you. believe that was it wasn't like a towering shot. It was more of a line drive that probably went in the bullpen. I don't know. Out in I Toronto, wonder, I'm wondering I'm wondering where it went. Never hit a bigger home run in, in your life. Touch, touch them all, touch Joe them all, Carter. Joe. Um and uh so I I I I imagine he must have a good Ricky Henderson story, right? Um Rich, Rich Joe not in the Hall of Fame, just a two time champ. How the hell is that possible? I, I don't get it. Did I call him Hall of Famer, Joe Carter? He did. That's huh. okay. Well, he should be. How uh, honestly he's not in the hall. He is not. Go figure that. So, um, headline out of last night's NBA playoffs. Headline is LeBron James is old. <laughs> LeBron James. That's one of them. He's old. How old is he exactly? Well, he, look, in athlete terms, yes. he is technically old. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's 38 years old. That's old mm-hmm. for a guy to be old chance. Wow. <laughs> Just chime in whenever you want, Jay. I mean, he's in year 20. That's a long time for a guy to be playing, and he's 38. Mm -hmm. You know, like I said, in athlete years, that's like 68. He's old. Um, And um, that's what Dylan Brooks had to say. (laughs) Now, I love Dylan. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Just when you thought Draymond Green was the only so called villain in the playoffs, here comes Dylan Brooks. And this kid out of Oregon, was he this way at Oregon? I don't remember. I. I have no recollection of him. <laughs> you, remember, you remember when he played college hoops? Dylan Brooks? Nah. Yeah. If I'm, would you mind looking it up again? I, I shouldn't say these things when I, I should be. I should come prepared. Was he on the Oregon team that bounced my Wolverines out of the tournament one year? I mean, oh, yeah, you watched it right here in Staples. Oregon, yeah. Oregon was uh, no. Um, or was that down in Anaheim? No, that was Texas Tech who took care of uh, Michigan that year. Just another year. It was, uh, you know. Oregon, as you know, made some nice runs. I just don't remember him being so brash. Or, but uh, I, I mentioned it at uh, at the um, All Star break, how you know so many players are just there. There's no competitive spirit. We had Matt Barnes on yesterday talking about how he loved how Chris Paul and Kawhi Leonard bumped shoulders, didn't even look at each other because it's it's the playoffs after the Suns game two win, even there. Best of seven series at one apiece. That four five series that uh, I proffer to say is going to go the distance. While the Nuggets will be just sitting back, just kicking back, sitting in their whirlpool. They did bounce Michigan in twenty seventeen with Dylan Brooks, right? Yeah. I mean, he 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 was a, a terrific college basketball he player. He was a Pat twelve player of the year. Yeah, I know, right? Time, I mean, so I just don't remember him being so brash. And 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 so in this day and age, where as Matt Barnes pointed out, everybody's just all buddy buddy. That um, I, I was rooting for the Memphis Grizzlies because they're they're brash and they're they talk the talk and can they walk the walk and that's something that they're you know going to have to deal with writing checks. Will their where their mouths will will their results cash them? Well, last night they cashed the Lakers without Morant, and in the third quarter of this game, LeBron and Dylan Brooks start John. Timeouts called. LeBron James in the middle of, by the way, a 28-12 and 12 night on the road. And um, Brooks apparently was told by James, this is what Brooks said, uh, that he was dumb for having picked up his fourth foul. I guess he's given the young buck some uh, advice. Hmm. Two cents, highly unsolicited. <laughs> 
This was after the game. Brooks being asked, uh, do you really want to go at the GOAT like that? He is kind of, you know, the. I'm paraphrasing here. You'll hear the actual question. All-time leading scorer and stuff like that, you know? There are some people, the Lakers are making that run. They get it to 14. You and LeBron have that exchange. There are people out there that say maybe maybe you shouldn't do that with one of the better players in the game. What, I guess what, what were you thinking? I don't that? care. He's old. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's, I was waiting for that. I was expecting him to do that game four, game five. He wanted to say something when I got my fourth foul. Um, he shouldn't have been saying that earlier on. Um, but, you know, I poke bears. Um, I don't respect no one until they come and give me 40. Um, so um, I pride myself on, you know, what I do is defense and taking on any challenge that's on the board. Well, that's quite the check that just got written. Wow. Because I would think now the game three goal, as the series moves back to Los Angeles, 40 points. Yep. <laughs> Unless he's talking about give me 40 is age 40. I don't imagine. 40 points. Yikes. You think LeBron's going to want to score 40 points in game three? What do you think? What do you think? He's now, he's now set the he's, Likely? He set the goal. Set the bar. Right there when uh, the Lakers take on Memphis Saturday night on the worldwide leader in sports. You, you think ESPN's going to play out this soundbite over the next couple of days? What do you think? What do you think? The fact is LeBron hasn't scored 40 on them yet. So that is that. Also, by the way, 28 and 12 on the road. Nothing to sneeze at. <laughs> and speaking of sneezing, Rich, when he says he pokes bears, he better hope that bear isn't on. Cocaine. There you go. Understood. <laughs> Last time LeBron had 40 in the playoffs, uh, game five of the NBA Finals in the bubble. There you go. 2020. Okay. Goal set. Also, that bear that Leo had to deal with in the Revenant, and you don't want to poke that bear. Never. Lakers lost that game, I guess, to be noted. Here we go. I don't know. I love it. Speaking of Draymond Green. (laughs) (laughs) Draymond Brooks. He's out for tonight. He's out for tonight. And um, the, uh, the, the Warriors have kind of set the table in a way. They've set the table. They have to win tonight. Well, but they've set the table <laughs> and what they've talked about, that that the, the calls they're not getting, the play that's a bonus. They're saying that he's – apparently Zach Lowe on his podcast said that the Warriors are complaining that Sabonis has been using the his the, the ball, ball as a, a weapon. weapon. Like, that is I've never heard that, that before. Crazy. I've heard ball don't lie before. Mm-hmm. Let's see. No Scott Foster sighting tonight, Rich. I know you were asking about that. Yes, sir. Pre-show. No Foster tonight. No Foster tonight. Okay. You know what? I, here, here's what I'd like to do. I'd like to put a pin in this because I want to set the table for, and we'll talk about this later on the program. We've got a ton of real estate yeah. on the back end. And I just wanted to just comment about Dylan Brooks's comments and let him know, okay, you've written a nice check. 40's a, four, that's the number for, for LeBron on game three. I can't wait. Um, 45 for LeBron today. But Joel Klatt's about what Joel Klatt's about to walk in the door. My colleague Ian Rappaport at the the old shop, NFL Network, NFL Media Group, he tweeted out last licks of visits for teams. Who went to go visit New England? Will Levis. Huh. What? <laughs> Will Levis. 
a top 30 visit, an interesting top 30 visit as the final day on the final day teams were allowed as Ian started his tweet. Patriots hosted Kentucky quarterback Will Levis yesterday, source says, part of their due diligence to prepare for any scenario a week from now. New England picks 14th. What's the due diligence what? about? What's the due diligence? Dotting all your eyes and crossing your teeth. Well, I mean, what are they? They're, they're kicking the tires on Will Levis just to see if he's better than Mac Jones? Really? We're going to take the kid from Tennessee after two years of Mac Jones in the NFL. We'll start from scratch. They're willing. They're, 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 uh, wow. This is a heck of a due diligence. Well, Bailey Zappi went to Western Kentucky. Got it. Will went to Kentucky. So we're just trying to corner the market on Kentucky quarterback. Understood. Or they're just trying to call together all their the Yelp restaurant reviews from the state of Kentucky. What is happening? Is that what they're trying to do? <laughs> what a gigantic waste of time. Kyle, well, unless. They're going to take him at 14? Yep. To do what? Play quarterback for the New England Patriots. <laughs> to do what? To play quarterback for the New England Patriots and maybe flip Mac Jones to the Houston Texans. Oh, this is so exciting. Or because... to have to play quarterback for the New England Patriots and flip Mac Jones to who, who wants him? Who wants him? The Houston Gamblers. Would well, the Indianapolis Colts take him? What would the Colts take him? What would Mac Jones get in the open market right now? Not a first yeah. rounder. So. So you spend a 15 on a guy two years ago to, yeah. to get a, a three back? What do you think the, the, the 49ers are going to get back from Lance? Doesn't matter because the coach and the general manager aren't getting bounced by the owner. So, But Bill's on the hot seat. So you you're keep saying that. Trade. You keep saying that. <laughs> like, you keep saying that as if we have installed a thermometer on the seat that Belichick actually will be sitting in on draft night. With Nike the dog. Here's the thing. It's just I, I don't. I don't understand here. Uh, was last year so significantly disastrous or fracturing for the relationship there that the first year we're just throwing that out? All the success that you had, Dude, the winning streak, it's not the just the success. Birth, it's not the just Pro the, Bowl selection. It's not just the success. It's the success in light of the situation he strolled into. Mac Jones was the guy drafted in the first round, their first first-round choice at the position, spent on that position since Drew Bledsoe. Mac Jones being drafted in the position where he was drafted, 15th overall, a year removed from Tom Brady's removal, right after Brady won the Super Bowl after leaving New England, <laughs> In his first year, elsewhere, returning to New England. They put it in week four. And Mac Jones walked into that game one and two and damn near beat Brady. And then went on a run that put New England in the Super in the in the uh in the tournament, put him in the playoffs for the Super Bowl. And I watched him again here in Los Angeles take on the Chargers, and he was the better quarterback on that day. Herbert looked lost. New England did its usual voodoo on, on a young quarterback. And Mac Jones just was making throws, operating the offense, wisely sliding down with six minutes to go because they were up by two scores, situationally smart, made the Pro Bowl because enough quarterbacks, I guess, were too injured. But he was one of the first ones up as the replacement. Did the gritty in, New, in, in Vegas, 
Yeah. I mean, like, it was all working. It was working. And 10 jerseys are flying off the shelves. Mac 10. And then last year happened. Quick game started effing sucking. Yep. He was very vocal, very angry. Rich, do you think that has anything to do with it? I don't know. Everyone, I, I think 100% it does. You hear all the reports from Tom Curran and everybody up in New England that Mac reached outside the building for counsel. Because the people that Bill had put in charge of he his maturation, trust. he didn't trust. And that has really pissed Bill off. And I think he's still holding on to that. You've seen it all off season. Bill has really? given I... many chances to say that Mac's, Mac's the, the guy. guy. And he won't he's do our it. starter. And he won't do it. Won't do it. Won't Refuses. do it. He says... He can play in this league. And now Will Levis is brought in for a visit. For look-see, little diligence being due. Little, it was uh, due. You know what was due? You know what was due yesterday in New England? Diligence. diligence. <laughs> I'm going to change my DJ to name to that. DJ Due Diligence. DJ Due Diligence. What are we doing? DJ Due Diligence. B. John you know, Robinson you know, you know could be there at 14. Do you know what you're doing? Diligence. <laughs> Guess what? You know what I'd like to do? Nope. Let's take some skill guys who could put the ball in the end zone. That's what I want to do. And Mac Jones is going to get coached. What if Bill, what if Bob, what if Bill O'Brien came in and just tells Bill, closed door meeting, you know what? You're right. This Will Levis guy, we saw him last year. I saw him. Bill saw him. Bob saw him. You're right. You know? Aye. Bill O'Brien saw him. Aye, aye, aye. It was all about him. Really hey, happen. man, when we took, you know, when, we've, when we played uh, Kentucky last couple years, this kid was tough. I think we just let's just take a look at him. You know what we need to do? Diligence. <laughs> and then Mac Jones, wherever he's sitting, he's like, "What? Who is there?" By the way, off-season workout program. Could Mac and Will Levis have been in the building at the same time? They were a bicep Ooh. off. I don't know. That's awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Eating bananas without peeling it. Mayo and coffee. Weirdo. Doing weird stuff. Red flag. Okay. Why is Will Levis visiting the Pats? Because they're just <laughs> kicking the tire. my day. No, but also, no, no, you know what Bill does, too. Bill, Belichick, know, Belichick has guys in. What if Will Levis is uh, suddenly the quarterback on the other side of the field this fall, and they put him on the grease board, and they ask him, what, which plays do you think you need to improve on? Which play's your favorite play? And they know that that play could be dialed up, and all of a sudden there's a pick six, and you're like, yeah, damn straight. They did their due diligence on Will Levis. We got one on the board. Maybe that's what Belichick's doing, and he hasn't lost it, and you need to pipe down the hot seat doesn't exist. In that case, genius. That's what's a fan <laughs> is being all about right there. That's a fan. Brilliant. Can't wait to talk about this with Joel Clad, <laughs> who's coming out next right here on The Rich Eisen Show. 
That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Joel Klatt here from Fox Sports NFL Network. The headline of the first round of the draft will be what, in your estimation? Uh, I, I have this suspicion that we're going to get three quarterbacks taken in the first three picks. Okay. Um, I, I just, I get the sense that, you know, the talk about Stroud not going to Houston is, is smoke. Um, and, and that it's, and it's fake, even if, you know, if, if it's just barely out there. And once those two guys, Bryce young, I think going first and then CJ goes, I just think that there's going to be a bit of a panic from the teams that need quarterbacks and, and they're going to be looking at Indianapolis at four and saying to themselves, we've got to jump them. Mm-hmm. So whether it's Indy going up one spot or someone jumping in there at that three spot with Arizona, I think someone's going up to get Anthony Richardson, and I think that's going to be the headline of, of night one. Richardson is the guy, is that's what right. you're saying. That's right. What, what makes you think that? Well, His upside like? is just is is so high. Um, so I, you, you, I'm going to give you some of my stuff, so you're going to Go have to hear it, this twice. You know what? I'll, I'll <laughs> act like, oh, my gosh, that's so fascinating. Or you know me, I'll say, I've heard that on the Rich Eisen I, yeah, show that's before. Right. You know me. That's I, I don't good. mind self-promoting, but have at it. Have okay, at it. <laughs> quarterbacks in the draft um in 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 some way are like rubik's cubes and you've got to figure out two things about the rubik's cube um how good is it once it's figured out right so once it's unlocked mm-hmm. what is the potential what's the ceiling you you can throw out all the clichés and then the other part though and this is the more difficult part is how many turns of the rubik's cube is it going to take for it to become finished nice. or close to finish yes sir um, everybody would like a Rubik's Cube that has a high ceiling. Here's the, the the interesting part. I also believe everybody wants an unfinished Rubik's Cube so that you can't just say like, well, this is what he is and he's got no upside. So mm-hmm. you're just drafting a known commodity and he's never going to get better than that. You want the ability to develop a little bit, project a little bit, but not too much. <laughs> There's this perfect sweet spot. So what is it, Rich? Eight, eight turns, nine turns? 20 turns of the cube to get it finished or polished or ready or reach its potential. Anthony Richardson, if figured out, Mm -hmm. becomes the best player on the field in maybe any matchup. That's his upside. Now, how far away is he from that? Quite, quite far. So you've got to think to yourself, am I smart enough to figure out 25 moves of a, of a Rubik's Cube and get this guy to a point where he can be one of the best players in the NFL. It's this equation. It's this It's this dance that the decision makers have to uh, go on. And the reason that I like him at three right behind those guys is that his upside is so much higher than, than someone like, let's say, Will Levis. Uh, but he's going to go behind them because he's too many turns behind uh, in terms of the, the Rubik's Cube. Um, Richardson is a phenomenal player. The one thing I would say that is is somewhat of a knock is that he's not consistently good. He's occasionally great, 
but he's not consistently good. How much of that had to do with where he was, the yeah, program I mean, it, in Florida? Because, again, that's the conversation about Richardson is the wins and losses in this past year. Of course. And, of course, he's he's in the same conference as Will Levis, that's the right. same conference as Bryce Young, same conference as Hendon Hooker, and he was in fourth in that yeah. conversation, you know, win-loss-wise. You know, the, 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 the talent can, can supersede some of those questions. Um, I will say, though, there were moments – when you could tell the team was on his back and he was raising the level of mm. all the boats. He was the tide. Bryce Young is constantly the tide. Everybody around him has to get better. He's going to pull you down the field, score in big moments. We've seen those moments with Richardson. We've seen those moments with C.J. Stroud. Um, and and for me, it's it's the mundane. Can you be really good with the mundane? I make this comment uh, as well quite a bit. I think most throws for a quarterback, even at the NFL level, are on a scale of one to ten in terms of dif- difficulties, mm-hmm. fours and fives. There's a t- like you live in fours and fives, maybe some sixes, right? They're just not ultra difficult throws. Now you got to process information, you got to be on time, and you got to do those sort of things. You've got to be exceptional at fours, fives, and sixes. You cannot miss them. Mm-hmm. You can't miss them. Right. He misses those throws sometimes. The difference is he can go to 9 and 10 where other guys can't. Also with his legs and things That's of right. that nature. And, That's right. And I, I, I do like your Rubik's Cube analogy very much. I love much. it. See, me, I was, this was like a tester, guys. Yeah, this no, was no, like, no. You can workshop your stuff on the Rich Eisen <laughs> Show and with me anytime. You know, text me, call me, or show up here. But uh, let me just, uh, you know, add on to that. Mm-hmm. Is that part of solving a Rubik's Cube is... Whose hands is the cube in? That's right. Because you've seen the videos, right? Like, if you hand me a Rubik's Cube, it will take me 15 years to figure it out. Yeah, I'm the same. Okay, Uh, but you've seen the videos. You can hand the Rubik's Cube to somebody from one of the four corners of the earth. They they flip it three times, and it's done. Yeah. So give me the hands in whose... You know, who uh, whose uh, uh, Rubik's Cube, named Anthony Richardson, yeah. would be placed, who can figure it out. You're saying somebody's going to trade up to three. Give me the team who you think they trade up to three with the new coach that they have or the coach they already have or yeah. the program they already have, the weapons they already have. You know, whose hands do you think Richardson's Cube would be best placed? I, I think the that's two different answers. Okay. I think that the, the team that – I do think the tra- team that trades up is Indianapolis. I think they move up one spot. It's too easy. It's too clean. And Arizona would rather do that with Indianapolis. And the reason is because they can still sit there and get Will Anderson. It would be the first overall pick in the draft. That's for, right. For anybody that doesn't, you know, want a quarterback. And they'll pick something up. And it won't be too much. It won't be too much to give up for Indianapolis. And it won't be too much to slide down for Arizona. Right. So I think that makes too much sense. Now, do I think that that's the best place for him? I, I'm, I'm not totally sure Mm -hmm. i will say this though in the last four and five years um i've been pretty opinionated about quarterbacks yes you have and and i will tell you in the in the last four or five years i've had to totally rethink and and self-assess some of that because i'm like hold on projects are working more now than they ever have in the nfl it used to be in in what i would let's call it old school football without the modern style of RPOs and, and college-style offenses kind of infiltrating the, the National Football League, projects didn't work. They just they just didn't. Now, they do. We forget Patrick Mahomes was a project. I remember the eyebrows raising when Andy Reid uh, We thought it was Deshaun him. Watson on yeah. our set in Philadelphia. That That's was right. the draft hall on the Rocky Steps, 
and Andy Reid's trading up, and in Philadelphia, it's clearly for Deshaun Watson. That's what we all thought on the set from Mayock to DJ to CD you referred to, Charles Davis, earlier. And it was Mahomes. And we're it's like, Mahomes. Okay. And and it was a project. Remember, he he retreated in the pocket. No one had had success out of that offense. Could it work? Mm. We don't know. He seems like too much of a gunslinger. Yeah. What I found out about Andy Reid and anybody that had ever touched Brett Favre is that that's what they saw in Patrick Mahomes early in his career. Um, so he was a project. Jalen Hurts was a project coming out of Oklahoma. Oh, yeah, now he's uh, the highest Now he's paid, the highest paid, paid, paid player. player yeah. um, Lamar Jackson, uh, same. Josh Allen, same. I mean, all of these guys had question marks, big question marks about what they were going to be at the next level, and they have worked out. And so I think um, there are teams and decision makers that are going to be much more aggressive in terms of the, quote, project than they have been in the past. Joel Klatt here from Fox Sports NFL Network. Uh, First night and second night of draft coverage featuring Joel Klatt along with me and Daniel Jeremiah and Charles Davis currently right here on the Rich Eisen Show. So uh, which player that you saw the most Mm -hmm. is the best in this draft? Um, Do you think? I think that the best, gosh, well, I saw a lot of them. I know. um, I think the best overall player I saw in person was Will Anderson. Now, the best offensive player, non-quarterback that I saw was B. John Robinson. And the best quarterback I saw was Bryce Young. I saw them all. Yep. I saw all of these guys. Saw Tyree Wilson um, in person. Saw Jackson Smith and Jigba in his really good year. Here's what I'll say about Jackson Smith and Jigba. It'd be easy for me to, to give you him as an answer. We forget... He was on the same team as Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. Mm-hmm. And both of those guys, as well as their coach, who's a great coach, Brian Hartline, the wide receiver coach at Ohio State, to a man, mm-hmm. told me in person several times, best players Jackson Smith and Jigba on this team. That's with Garrett Wilson on the team. You saw what he just did. You saw what Chris Olave just did yeah. in their rookie seasons. Jackson Smith and, J- and Jigba is going to lead the league in receptions one of these next few years. And we're all like, well, he missed a year. I don't care. So did Micah Parsons. So did Penny Sewell. You know, like, so that, there you go. I gave you like five no, guys. And, and, and that, that totally makes sense. And it's kind of funny because now with, you know, Smith and, Smith and Jigba, who's coming up in the third hour, with him being there um, and the rest of the very talented receiving group at the Ohio State for mm-hmm. C.J. Stroud, I'm hearing you say Marvin Harrison's the, Junior is going to be the yes. best player in the NFL in a couple of years anyway. No, and, that's, and that's absolutely and, true. And by the way, that's who everyone was talking about after Stroud's pro day was that kid. I agree. He was there catching passes at that pro day. He's um, he is the best college wide receiver I've ever covered. Really? And yes. Now, I never saw Randy Moss in person sure. at Marshall, right? right. Uh, yes. You know, or any of those things. Um, Marvin is is so special. You know what's also interesting about this draft? It's a decent draft, right? It's, yeah. I think we would all it's it's a decent draft. Yes, you got sir. quarterbacks, good edge rushers, mystery, which is what I love as well. Good mystery. Big time. Um corners, a lot of good corners, mm-hmm. which I like. And yet we've got several positions mm-hmm. that if there were college players who are not eligible for this draft. If they were eligible for this draft, they would be the best players at their position. I've got four guys that I could tell you right now that I think would get picked in this year's top seven. <laughs> well, that, Caleb Williams is obviously Caleb one. Caleb Williams, yeah. Drake May from North Carolina, yeah, yeah. the quarterback. 
Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah. and Brock Bowers at Georgia. <laughs> that guy's guy insane, Brock Bowers at Georgia. Think about that. We got four players going back to college football that would be NFL starters next year at, all, at their respective positions. And then another thing I love about this draft um, as well, Joel, uh, you mentioned his name already, is B. John Robinson's yeah. out there too. And supposedly running backs are not supposed to be taken high. And we will be talking about, no doubt, in our draft coverage is that the defending world champs whose town we will be in and they won the Super Bowl with a seventh-round yeah. pick leading their rushing attack, and he scored in the Super Bowl yeah. out of Rutgers, Isaiah Pacheco, and yet this kid, B. John Robinson, is really, really talented and can change the fortune of an NFL team just by him being picked. I, I, I keep looking at Philly in this draft, and I'm like, and I'm like, why wouldn't why wouldn't you go get a, a they, guy on a first first contract? Because they're all about blocking, and, which I get, and, and tackling on I that get. line, not running through it. You know, like that's what they're about. Because they can run through it with Miles Sanders, and all you got to do is put Boston Scott against the Giants, and he'll score five touchdowns. You know, so I think Bijan is the best non quarterback offensive player in the draft. I think that <clears throat> if if does that he, include, oh, sorry, does that include linemen too? You would throw around linemen. Okay, yeah, okay. Um. He's so versatile. He's a lot like Christian McCaffrey. Now, he's not going to get that comparison a lot, but he but he is. Really good inside the tackles. Good vision, jump mm-hmm. cut, lateral movement. Really good outside of the tackles. He has home run ability. We've seen him uh, make guys miss, have top-end speed. But he also catches it really well, both out of the backfield and lined up in the slot. He can mm-hmm. move around. He's a smart player. Texas really struggled on the offensive line, and yet he still produced. Never complained about it. Um, great teammate, hard worker. At some point, when we see, let's let's take the Cowboys for example. Oh boy, let's I'm, let's. <laughs> I'm not saying that they're going to take Bijan, but you. When was Dak Prescott his best? When Zeke was the best running back in football. Okay. Zeke was the best running back in football in part because he was on his first contract, which means you can spread resources around to things like the offensive line. Mm-hmm. Okay, When are we going to start talking about the advantageous nature of the fifth year of control for running backs as well as quarterbacks? Like we always do. Inevitably, at the end of the first round, what are we going to talk about if Will Levis is still on the board? Well, you're going to want that fifth year of control. You know, and first round versus second round. Hendon Hooker will be having that conversation Maybe a week from tonight, too. Exactly. That's So when, when does that start with running backs? Because it's pretty clear to me, you look around the league and these top-end running backs, mm-hmm. everyone's hesitant to get them to their second contract. When are we going to start talking about getting dynamic offensive threats with a fifth year of control? And, and and the running back position, I just it's tough to think that that's going to be the position that would lead that charge. Maybe, I, I don't know, because the receiving group usually is deep in a draft, one would think, although you're hearing that this year is not as much as previous years. Mm. Um, although somebody like Jalen Hyatt jumps out at me, Zay yeah. Flowers. These are the names of guys who can, 
you know, used to, uh, went viral over the past 24 hours that Mahomes was throwing past Tuesday flowers. And oh, yeah. here come the Chiefs. Didn't he, he was one. also Quentin Johnston was with him Is at it, one right, point. Exactly. That's another one, although I don't need to hear his name very much. He ruined a certain particular bowl game for me. Well, the, the uh, replay officials ruined it. That a boy. We can, I like that answer. Can, Joke, good well, answer, as we well, sing I mean, on Family Feud. Geez. Good answer. I appreciate that. But yes, uh, I just... Because the running back position, and again, I'm, I'm happy to have this conversation if there's time a week from tonight or, yeah. or the Friday night of the draft as well. I mean, how in the world is Austin Eckler, who, who the only person who scored more touchdowns over the last couple of seasons than him, um, is nobody. And Jalen Hurts is the only one who scored more touchdowns than him last year. Mm-hmm. And so um, he, he he's trying to get a new contract yeah. out of the out of the Chargers and they're saying no you can go look for somebody else to to go you know play for if, if you can if you can find that team I just don't know and again Isaiah Pacheco scored a touchdown in the Super Bowl so did Sky Moore and they weren't even remotely close to the first round of the draft and it, it's it'll be interesting I but you're right and we're also having that conversation about Saquon Barkley right now yeah. as he's not showing up for off-season workout activities. I want to take a break and then just have one more brief segment with you. Yeah, and awesome. I want to hit the Giants with you a little bit, too. Yeah. As you said, you, you, always, opinion, you always love bringing me back to you're, Giants. You're, you're opinionated about quarterbacks. <laughs> there's one in particular that you said on this show as well. And then, and then uh, you know, I, I just want to dive a little bit more into the quarterback group before Great. sending you up the 405. I've got Joel Klatt right here on the Rich Eisen Show from Fox Sports and also my colleague a week from tonight and next week on NFL Network's draft coverage. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Joe Clatt is here on the Rich Eisen Show. We were just explaining on, on the Roku Channel stream about Gus's, Gus Johnson, his partner on Fox Sports. Certainly uh, the big game on Saturday. His brilliance. What do you mean he calls you off of stuff? What do you mean well, by that? I, that I mean? want... I get so enthralled and deep into the football yeah. and the matchup. And, yeah. this, and so I can think to myself, like, I can't wait to talk about this, like, guard-nose-guard matchup, and yeah. that's where the run game is... And he'd be like, he'd be like, hey, youngster. And he kind of like rubs his head, you know, like this. <laughs> and he's like, hey, young buck, we got to make stars. He's like, guards aren't stars. We're talking about Will Johnson, the corner. We're talking about, you know, uh, the says? quarterbacks. Yes. And, and he's right. <laughs> you know, like he, he, he's it. right in that sense. Um, young buck. Yeah, he, he does. But he's, he's phenomenal. He's taught me so much about this industry. We talk a lot about rhythm. Um, I think one of the reasons why we've worked so well yeah. is that he taught me that doing a game is 
is equal parts two things. One, listening, and two, double dutch. He's like, don't trip the rope. There's two going. There's two going. And he's and he's always just says he's like, don't trip the rope. He's like, slide slide in, you know, get going, and then get out. And and I think that's what makes the rhythm of our game good. Like I, I really do. Is there's there's that sense. He's 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 unbelievable. For as much as all of you love Gus Johnson, yeah. I, I love him even more. Well, I mean, because you get to we got to have him here in studio. When was that? Right before Right before Michigan Ohio State, yeah, yeah. We, 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 we sent him to the airport. I think he was going to Columbus right after that, and I, I we he hung with us for for like an hour, and he he's, was awesome. Yeah, he's great. You can feel he as soon as he walked on the set, and then I love that phrase. That works for us here too. Don't don't trip the rope. Honestly, because that's what we do. We're we're here every day. We're going. We're we're, we're chopping it up every day. Yeah, you gotta like get in there. You know, get going. You gotta yeah. do it, and then jump out. Um, he's. There, there are times though. Yes. When I look over and he's just looking at me, and I'm like, I just tripped the rope. I got it. I got it. I got it. <laughs> you don't want to let him down. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love my, that. My bad. Joel Clad here uh, on the Rich he's, Eisen show. He's phenomenal. Let's uh, let's uh, again uh, the the puzzle pieces for the draft also includes what's going on in the NFL. Yep. Um. So we'll have the Lamar Jackson saga. Saga kind of hanging over it because. You can't sign someone you, like let's just say a team just dared to sign them to an offer sheet or d- decided to finally do that. The Ravens have five days to match, mm. so unless somebody signs them to an offer sheet Sunday, eh, th- those first round picks are, are are finished. Yeah, for this year, so that's not going to really like happen in the middle of the first round. The Rodgers, Jets, Packers stuff absolutely can happen on Thursday night or even Friday night. Yeah. I mean, when we were in, uh, we 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 uh, had the Josh Rosen trade happen in the middle of the second round one year after the Kyler Murray choice yep. that happened one year. But this all things can happen. So uh, an- another aspect as well, because if I'm not mistaken, um, the Giants ended up having, um, uh, I believe it was Will Levis and and Hendon Hooker in. They had they they've had quarterbacks in. They have, which makes and, uh, I. How, after I, the contract they gave out to Daniel Jones, to Daniel who, who, Jones. Well, I'll never forget the day after he was drafted. It was in Nashville. You yeah. were kind enough to come on this show. Yeah. And you said that it was a, a huge reach and it would set the Giants franchise back significantly. And you were right till Brian Dayball showed up. I mean, you'd have yeah. to say that. Yeah. Um, you, you can't sit here and say that the Jones pick was working out until they, they just decided to finally hire the right guy who can figure out his Rubik's cube. If yeah, you don't mind, there me. you go. I love Bring it. it all. I, full I circle. love it. Bring it full circle. So what, what do you, what'd you think of the Jones contract? Joel, I didn't love Double it. Down. Uh, Double yeah, down. I didn't, I didn't love it. I, didn't, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Keep going. Why is it like I really I I want the Giants I want to be like hey the Giants did a great job. It's not personal. I don't it's love no- I don't love the contract. I don't think that the the players in that locker room look at Daniel Jones and be like yep yep that's the guy who needs to get that type of money. I I just I think it was too high. Did they have to pay him that? Maybe. Um, why is Saquon taking the position that he's taking? Because he's more important to them. In some regard, I know quarterbacks are generally more important, yep. but. You know, I I think that there are a lot of Daniel Joneses in in the NFL, and there's not a lot of Saquon Barclays. And I think 
in an in a locker room, you can't you can't fake it. Everybody knows acutely who's who's the most important, who's the one carrying the team. You know who who are the alphas, and if the contracts don't align like that, you know you you can. There can be issues in the locker room. I, I hope that that's not the case with the Giants. Um, I just I don't sense that that's going to all of a sudden turn into. I mean, he got. I know Joe Burrow is going to get more than that, but he got a lot. That contract was not small. No, it's forty million a year, and obviously, so it hurts. Just got fifty-one million a year. It it is it's slotted. One would think, but it's still way up there. And the fact that he maybe we won't think that this is as high as it is right when now when everyone when we signs. get the burrow deal you know and like we start getting these other deals out there right so last one for you um the news that uh ian rapaport put out there that will levis stopped by new england had yeah. will levis in i mean again that's another piece of the puzzle yes going into the draft i mean what what what's that all about first of all think? i the the best part about the Patriots is that you never know if they're doing things just so that tweet will go out. You know, like it's it's almost. What do you think of that? Uh, I, where you're sending a message? Yeah, you're just kind of like we're just going to throw it out there so everyone's like, wait, are we? Are, did we miss something? Um, There's also the Belichick aspect of, um, and I've heard he's done this over and over and over again. As you get the kid in, because you never know if he if he, he could wind up playing you in a key week and you already know on the grease board what bothers him, you know, because you've asked him. Play him or if you're going to get him later, you know, like yes. this is the time to to be in a position of, you don't get to bring in a free agent and be like, get on the board. Yeah, right. You know, so like this is the time when you have kind of the authority over the meeting where you can test them. From here on out, now you're just trying to sell them on coming. If you're in a free agent or if you're playing them, now you kind of understand those uh, those things that maybe give give him trouble. So this is not new for for Belichick. Um, well, Levis is an interesting piece. He's he's a talented guy. Um, he turns the ball over too too much, but man, he makes a lot of big throws. I, I would say the one knock on Levis that I have, other than the than the turnovers. Is those other three quarterbacks at the top, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, and Anthony Richardson, there are moments when you can tell that he is elevating the entire team to a place where maybe they shouldn't go and competing for and maybe winning a game. Levis doesn't have many of those. He played pretty well in, in 2021 against Tennessee, but there, there aren't those moments where I'm just like, man, Levis is dragging Kentucky across the finish line. And and you see that with the other three guys. Man, if we're sitting in Kansas City a week from tonight, Joel Klatt, which we will, but if we're sitting there and Levis is still on the clock at 14 and the time's ticking down, <laughs> we'll be talking about this tweet. This visit. This, this visit. visit. This visit yeah. I think he'll be available. I at 14. What about B. John Robinson at 14? Will he be available then? It's entirely possible. Maybe. Could you that's, a, that's the sweet spot. I think Bijan is like the 10 to 16 range. So the Patriots are on the clock, and they have a choice between the two of them. And Chris, whichever small school you've never heard of that's got an offensive guard, that's who they'll choose instead of the two of them and Cole send you Strange up a wall. 2.0. Yeah, Cole Strange 2.0. And we can drive Robinson you up a wall. Right there and yeah. match him with Ramondre. Or, like, what are we doing? Or, or Will Levis, if you don't think Matt Jones what, is. What, do you like Cody Mock, North Dakota State? There you go. Exactly. Offensive line. Write it down. He's guaranteed to be the Patriots pick. He could take his teeth out. It'll be great.
Does he not have teeth? Yeah, I mean, he grew up on a farm, 5,000 acres. He's like through and through. He had the teeth Tough. knocked out. He hasn't even had yeah. them replaced, right? He's going to have a ton of clam chowder through his straw. It's perfect. Jeez. Just for you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, Joel, thank you for coming on, sir. You bet. Greatly appreciate it. I appreciate Joel you Joel Clatt right here. Absolutely. Jackson Smith and Jigba, by the way, coming up an hour. Best receiver three. in the draft. I will, I will tell him that.